Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Cox ATA Martial Arts, The Adventure Begins Comics and More, and RNA Sports proudly bring to you the reigning undisputed radio tag team champions of the world, <laughs> the Captain Joey Savage, Corey DLG. We are Nerd Thug Radio. That poor oh. microphone. Dun, dun, dun. I feel like John Cena's music hits right here. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That's not hit, but dun, dun, dun. that's not even close to his. I think his is maybe. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then Joey died. <laughs> right. I think it's. I think it's. Dun, 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 dun. I haven't felt bad in two weeks, and I come over here and I sit next to Nico, who's dying, and now I'm dying all of a sudden. It's uh, it's my it's my death aura. It's my miasma. You're listening to us on Condor's <laughs> FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister stations. Worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Don't forget, you can interact with us at NerdThugRadio.com. And you can uh, also see us at Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio. Yeah, come hang out with us anytime on the internet. We're there all day, every day. Corey is there all day, every day. We never turn it off. We leave the internet on I am there too. all day. I just got an update on my, my phone earlier today, and it said my average screen time uh, was eight hours a day. Bro, that's what mine is too, and it's really insulting to me because I was like, "That's that's close." It's, it's not though. It's a whole full time. How is that not gross? So I was um, watching this uh, Netflix uh, show with uh, the Willie Savage for eight hours a day. For eight hours a day. No, it was like this show. They do different stuff. Like we were watching this one about germs. Okay. It's like this like girl. young Indian girl who's hosting it, and she's really like talented as far. Oh, as, she like, gives you, they give you like the stats about. Yeah, she's yeah, really yeah. talented as far as like. Keeping your um, attention and like she's just vibrant and like she's a good host. Okay. And I what's the show? I don't, do even know, I don't even know her. I don't know what it's called. Nothing. Okay. And the second episode though was uh, about social media. So they had this guy come out. It's this old hippie guy, and it's like this is all the things that your phone replaces. And he's got like all this stuff. He's carrying this whole bag <laughs> with him. You know, he's like this big camcorder because yeah. he does this. Yeah. And it's got a. Uh, he has a big stereo because it plays music. Right. He opens up his trench coat and he's got like all these movies here. <laughs> and guns. <laughs> a calendar, photo album he's got with him. You're right. A compass. And then he uh, pulls up his friend Gary who's got like uh, a whole set of encyclopedias. He's like, I just asked Gary for any uh, news I need. <laughs> so, I, mean, like, you're, <laughs> I mean, this phone like takes away so much stuff and it's just right there. So it's not that it's, disgusting. It's the most condensed piece of technology. <laughs> Uh, you know what's sort of amazing is where we're at technologically, and then if you remember, if you think about like the quotes of the people as we were going on this journey, the people who famously were like, everyone will never need a computer at their home. What would they even do with it? Yeah. And now every home has like four computers, and kids are still like, I need my right, own laptop. Right, right. Uh, you know, and um, what was the other thing about uh, Nico is starting to venture into his own little like side project with his buddies. Right. And so we tell him, hey, if, uh, you know, this uh, break anything. You need to go find a Radio Shack. Yeah. Radio Shacks don't exist anymore. Yeah, because you can just go online on Amazon and get it in two days. Well, and even, Cheaper. Even that, the bulk of what Radio Shack was probably selling nowadays would be phone chargers and right. stuff. And you can buy those anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. You, you can, can buy, buy them, them anywhere for like a dollar. <laughs> yeah, gas stations, the markup is a, is a million percent, and you pay $8 for the for the phone charger. But it's like 20 foot long, so right. like, cool, man. Man, what do you do? Like, it's so weird. That was one of my favorite things about Comic Palooza like two years ago was the amount of people that were just selling phone chargers. Well, that's the great thing about Comic Palooza. <laughs> Like, get your 40-foot chargers here, and you're like, why would I need 40 feet of yeah. internet cable? Because you <laughs> do. That's the great thing about Comic Palooza, which we will be attending and hosting panels here in the coming weeks. Uh, Mother's Day weekend, to be exact, May 10th, 11th, and 12th. Um, however, every year there's some new niche thing that, like, everyone's selling. Like, it was fidget spinners. Right. And Funko Pops one year. Then it was, like, 40-foot chargers. <laughs> right. It's weird to see, like, and you can almost, when you go to these big cons, you can sort of see what's the next trend a couple years ago all the 3d printing was everywhere yeah and everyone yeah. and the maker stations and all that were like yeah. we could teach you how to 3d print now there's like now, one now yeah there's like one because everyone has them now everyone's, everyone's got, got them. them it's we like uh what were you talking about nico the uh, like with radio shack uh that show where they're trying to go find the last blockbuster right yeah they're right into the last blockbuster and it closes before they get there so they have to go to one that's even farther away <laughs> and it closes before they get there there's, we are down to one blockbuster in the entire United States. Man, you remember that one that was in uh, spring? I mean, it was open up until like 
four years ago. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Like, so uh, the company is gone, but I guess if the stores continue to make money, they stay open. I, I guess, suppose. Yeah. Is, uh, are they all individually owned? You know, you you never know. Like, who's a franchise and who's corporate? Remember, like right, that's even always with, the even with um, yeah, when we talk sponsors, even uh, like McDonald's and stuff. Right. So all the McDonald's here on the spring side of town are owned by one guy. He owns about 30 or 40 Cades of them. Corporation. Um, and I, I know a, a, a buddy of mine did the roofing for a bunch of them many years back. And they said, like, the guy, for a long time, he didn't, he didn't check on them at all. Uh, and they were just check machines for him. And then, like, business dropped a little bit. And he was like, hey, where's my check machine at? So he got an RV and he toured around all of his McDonald's and, like, upgraded all of them because he, he realized they all looked like poop. <laughs> But, like, it's weird that McDonald's doesn't hold it to the standard, but, like, the guy does because the guy is invested. Right. Yeah, I just uh, – that, that Blockbuster was great, man. It's uh, it's just – it's it's. I know. You were talking about how, like, you had, like, a subscription plan. Yeah, there's a subscription plan they, they offered. So I paid, like, 20 bucks a month, and I could get unlimited rentals. Like, you could rent, like, three things a day. But you know what's and weird is take that's, it back that's not much better. That's actually kind of, I think, worse probably than, a, than like, a Netflix subscription account. I don't because, like, Netflix – Blockbuster carries everything. Do they though? So movies, video games. But back, like, back, we're, we're talking five years ago. True. Where so Netflix like, now? Think about it. If you want everything, you need Netflix. You need Hulu. <coughs> you need DC. This Amazon. This. So talking so you about get up that, about forty bucks. I'm glad you brought that up. I actually mentioned that in the blog that's featured today on SportsMath.com. Um, the the we are in the middle of what I am calling we are in the early stages of what I am calling a streaming war. Um. Streaming War, Amazon Prime, the Hulu, winter is coming. Netflix, um, DC. Uh, I'm trying to name all the major ones. Disney Plus is about Did to become you get a thing. Disney, Disney's about to come out with one. Uh, I mentioned a couple others. Amazon, on there. Amazon. Um, but what's what's interesting is YouTube is now dropping out. Um, around last weekend, it, it started. Rumors started to leak. They are no longer soliciting scripts. Or pitches. So they're just going to keep what they have and that's it? Mm, probably not. They're going to pull stuff too? They're, yep, probably. Oh, weird City was so good. That's what actually what I said. I said, honestly, Weird City must not have moved the needle enough internally. But then I went down the list of shows they had created, and it is a long list of things I have not heard of. Right. It's Cobra Kai and Weird City are really the only two that got any right. kind of pub. Uh, but they've made about 25 shows. Wow. I would I mean, never have thought that. Yeah. A lot of them a lot of them are also uh YouTuber based. Yeah, um, they, that are like based on like content creators already on YouTube. Well that was one of the things is like they promoted a couple content or like content creators up into playing television and then they also went and got people like cursed and dunced mm. and stuff like that. So but girl. but the end result wasn't what they thought they were gonna get. Right. They thought that they were gonna be if if I come to you and I say, Here's enough money to make twenty five different T V shows. TV or, or original content, 25 different original content shows, and you wind up with two things that people talk about. That's rough. That's pretty rough. Yeah. Um, and considering YouTube's business model before this was rather successful, I, I, I think wouldn't I wouldn't even call it that. YouTube, YouTube has just been an abyss of money. It's too expensive to run. I don't know. I mean, Google paid a, a, a butt ton of money for them, and Google That's doesn't lose it's, money, That's because YouTube, uh, YouTube uh, got everything on lock. Like, what other, what, other, what other site can you go and watch internet videos on? Well, there's a bunch now. There's the Vimeo and all kinds of yeah, but things. no, no one nearly as no. influential as YouTube. Everyone like. goes to the YouTube, and you, and it is still the standard bear, but and the revenue comes from the ads, and so they thought the original content was going to make you know a big jump in the in the ad revenue stream, and if they don't make hits, and that blockbuster knew me by my first name. See, that's how you they know were. They, they were like my friends. YouTube doesn't know you by your first no, name. No, but they were like my friends. I'd walk in, like, hey, <laughs> I get like free candy sometimes. <laughs> so that's why they went out of business. <laughs> you put them out of business, right. Joey. You, they were giving I away profits. I single handedly watched the entire like series of, of uh, True Blood through uh, Blockbuster <laughs> and Mendels. You rent three things at once. You go in, you watch them, and you take them back the next day and get three more things. You know, this is this is a million years ago, but I I, uh, I lost a job one time, and I was going to take a job. Doing you sure it wasn't yesterday. <laughs> I was gonna take a job doing surveys. Ooh, that sounds fun. Cause like the internet was always like, oh, make money from the internet, and I was always yeah. like, how do we do it? So how do you do that? So surveys was the answer, but everything was like a ninety day window, blah blah blah. So it was really an an impractical way to. Did do you ever it. go to the Woodlands Mall and get paid to do their surveys? I I did once, but after they after they take your name like two or three times, they're always like, you don't really fit anything we're doing now. Yeah. Um, oh, strange! You don't really go here anymore. <laughs> right, but uh, My Netflix name is Dory Caligoria. Netflix was really just kind of pitching <laughs> out Dory Caligoria. <laughs> And they were still doing the net, uh, the DVD swap outs back then. Oh yeah, those and, were good. And Blockbuster had just started, 
a DVD swap out program. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and you could either turn them into the stores or drop them in the mail, like anything yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So like suddenly for like three weeks, I just didn't leave the house because I had three Netflix things and three Blockbuster things coming on free surveys. On a, on the free sample, that's how you know you've made it. <laughs> which, was a, which was a great model, and then all of a sudden, someone was like, instead of just work, because the disc would get scratched, there was right. some stuff. Someone was like, why don't we just create a streaming service? Well, and the technology just wasn't there, but Netflix right. was already on top of it. Netflix was already like, hey, we want to stream. And when they first, when they were first doing the the, the DVD mailouts, I remember very early in their business model. They almost they toyed with the idea of doing them separate DVDs in one category, streaming in another. So I think they even introduced like a Netflix Junior plan at one point, which was mm-hmm. just streaming, but our it's only our limited catalog. Right. But it's like four dollars instead of the nine dollars. Uh, and then as the streaming catalog grew, and they, then that became the entire business. The flip flop. And then all of a sudden they're like, why are we even mailing stuff? And now I I think they still do mail outs, but I don't I don't know I don't know anyone who uses the mail out plan. No, me either. Um, they but, do, but it's for like. Very obscure, random things. Yeah, because like not everything's on the streaming. Believe it or not, they actually have a whole other library of stuff that yeah, isn't that's on the streaming store. Probably, you're probably right. I did a guest spot this week on the Brock Baker show. How'd that go? Oh, look at our. <laughs> that was pretty good. It dropped this morning. You guys should check it out. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. fun. We'll make All sure wrestling. we'll put a we'll put a link on the Facebook. <laughs> so he, um, why are you? I don't know. Like just Again. blowing so it all over the. You mic. know, he's a professional Dead. wrestler, semi pro, indie. And uh, but they don't talk a lot of wrestling on the show, um, just because they're like they do it all the time. So the only thing we talked about was wrestling, <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania. Season. So you hijacked their show? No, I just it was just me and him, and he said this is what we're gonna talk about. I was like, all right, cool. And they talked about wrestling for forty five like, minutes. We talked about wrestling for like an hour. All right, all it was right, great. Check it out, the Hooligan Hour with your host. Brock Baker. Does he sound like that now? Because I, I no, he is Brock. a guy he who does his thing. Oh, for okay. him in the right. beginning. Nice. All right, let's jump out to break. When we come back, we've got a uh, special guest all the way from Michigan talking a little bit about comics. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. <laughs> about our friends R&A Sports. Oh, sorry. Right here in Conroe. They're at 3501 North Fraser Street. North Fraser. They've got sports memorabilia out the wazoo. Any kind of uh, collectible sports-wise, they've got it. Uh, they've also got some New Era and uh, Mitchell and Ness apparel. So they've got just everything. If you want sports stuff, go see our friends at R&A Sports up in Conroe. Tell them we sent you, and they will give you a 20% off a ticketed item. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I feel alive now, Corey. Yeah? Are you going to make it? You yes. sound like Macho Man on a bad yeah. day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Why don't you, yeah. uh, Nico, before we get into our special guest here... Talk about Cox ATA. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! They got uh, they got two convenient locations. One in Cairo, one in Magnolia. They're a great place to get your training on. They got oh, Tai Chi, yeah. Taekwondo. They got stuff for the childrens, ages three to one hundred and three. Any age group, they got you, man. Uh, Excellent. Any. No. <laughs> He's making them. Yeah, they can't. They can't accommodate the hundred and seven year olds. Nope, not anymore. <laughs> um, any age Insurance. group, they have you. Uh, Mention Earth Thug Radio. You get two whole free weeks of training. It's a great way to head start your training adventure. It's a great way to lose some weight, get your get your life right, get some discipline. Uh, yeah, because guess what? Q one is over. That's right. Q one of twenty nineteen is over. That's so right. You're three months behind on your uh, New Year's resolution. And they should go see uh, Or you can be a corporation and say when your, steer, your year starts whenever. So if your year starts yeah. today, yeah. there you go. Hey, it's Nico, the Nico New a, Year. Nico, that's a yeah. great like transition. Hey, well, this is our Q1. It starts April 1st. Right. <laughs> Very neat. Um, there you go. And don't forget, this coming Saturday, Nerd Thug Sports, featuring the Captain Joey Savage, will be at the Lone Star Championship. That's right. I already have my medal from uh, a previous engagement. Did you get your gi together? To uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna design a costume, some armor maybe. All right, super samurai. But we will uh, we will be out there this weekend. So get ready, come by, come see us, say hi. That's right. Says because at Cox ATA they build leaders. They teach life skills. They leave a legacy. All right, Conroe, this is Corey DLG, and we got a special treat for you guys right here on Nerd Thug Radio. We got Dennis Barger. 
Barger. It's a hard Barger. G. Why do hard I want to do hold that? Ice. I'm just terrible at this anyway. Uh, owner and operator of Wonder World Comics, and he is hanging out with us all the way from Michigan. Is that correct? That is. South of Detroit. South of Detroit. Uh, what's that like? Uh, let's do the stupid stuff first. What's the weather like up there? Uh, it was great two days ago. Yesterday, middle of the night, started snowing. Today, woke up, everything's covered nice. Wow. Ice? Like, like a lot of ice? Yeah, oh, I guess 60, there's... 60 degrees to 20 degrees in a matter of 48 hours. Hard G, hold the ice. That's that's no interest there, yeah. I'd... Now, there granted, in Texas, we did have a, a winter hit. It was it was 60 degrees today, and that was incredibly uncomfortable for most of us. Uh, <laughs> I saw some people in layers today, so that was awkward. Oh, my God. Yeah, we don't know what to do with that stuff. Um, so for those who don't know you, you uh, you kind of rose to fame amongst the comic book world. You were recently featured on BleedingCool.com. Uh, which is a great uh, website for news sources and stuff and the entertainment pop culture stuff. And they yep. basically were focusing on these intelligent conversations that you've started to have with the community about um, just the direct market in general and comic books overall. Um, I noticed you talked to Jen King a lot. That's a Space Cadets owner, and she's a buddy of ours. Yep, That's kind of yep. what drew me into all of this. Kind of summarize Jen, your— Love Jen to death. Jen is one of the, she's she's awesome. She really is. Kind of summarize though your position, uh, like what you what you're telling. What's the message you're trying to spread to the comic book world? Well, I ha- I have a oh God. Where do you start? Um, you know, I kind of started, I don't know, five or six years ago as kind of that gadfly that uh, didn't hold back, spoke what I probably shouldn't have a couple times, and it was just me kind of venting at the frustrations. Um, let me let me give you one more thing. Today is my 14th anniversary of opening my store. Oh, congratulations! Congrats. Uh, so yes, yeah, thank you. Um, so I've been in this game 14 years, uh, which isn't a lot because there's a lot of stores that have got 20, 30, you know, up to 40 years. Yeah, like feel- Mile High Comics, I think, is 40 years old. It feels like if once uh, you make the small business five mile five year marker, you kind of it seems like you may go forever. But then I do know that there's some big stores that close every year. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like I said, it, it's not a guarantee after five or even ten. You know, every year is a struggle, and when you see so many elements working against you individually and as against the industry as a whole, you know, um, and I'm, I'm not calling out other retailers, but a lot of retailers just kind of internalize it, you know, stiff upper lip. I'm going to work through this. I'm not that guy. Um, any industry I enter into – I buck the system until the system bucks me out, or I move on. I get bored with it, and I move on. Well, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, for 14 right? Years. I'm sorry. I said the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? So, like, that's kind of the no, absolutely, absolutely. And I remember when I first started speaking up, all these retailers were like Dennis, Dennis, calm down, man. You don't, you don't want to. I'm like, what are they going to do? Not sell me comic books? Can I say F or do I have to say? No, that's fine. You can yeah. go. You can go full letter on us. We'll just bleep it oh, out. Good. We'll just bleep it out. I'm not that guy. I'm not going to hold hold back, guys. Um, they're us right now, and I'm going to call them out. Yeah, no, and that's and kind of that's kind of the conversation that I've noticed. Like behind the scenes, I've I've uh, I've kind of circled this industry in a lot of different positions, and I've noticed behind the scenes, there's a lot of people who always get a little frustrated with a direct market, and we we talk about it a little gently because you know we're we're doing the radio, uh, so not everybody wants to hear about it, but it is a weird industry where. The, the the sole distributor of the product almost doesn't really care how the stores make it or not make it. Well, they do they do care to an extent. Uh, I'm really harsh on diamonds, but I'm actually in favor of there being a diamond. I don't think we would be in this industry right now the way it is right now if we didn't have a diamond 27, however many years ago, uh, when they opened. I honestly don't believe we would even still have an industry if we didn't have diamonds. Because they were but the only we, provider, or because of their unique position. What do you, I mean? How do you? What do you? What do you mean by their that? unique position? Um, you know, it's really hard to, as the industry shrank to next to nothing in '99 and 2000, and it, it, it completely imploded. And for those who don't, don't know, think, on the outside, what happened was kind of the variant covers and the collectability of comic books was basically judged to zero and that sort of collapsed the industry at one time x-men comics was selling uh, a million copies and then by 2000 i think the number one seller on the top 100 was hidden like 40 or 50 thousand right 40 or 50 yeah absolutely so i mean that's a huge implosion 
So all of a sudden you've got, let's just say you have Marvel, DC, and Image. Let's just say we only have three publishers. Well, at a certain point, if Marvel had slipped below a certain level, and all of a sudden now Marvel had shriveled, I said, look, you know, I gotta, we got to deal with three different distributors, and this one is now rocky and shaky, and this one is kind of half and half, and this one's got their, their game on. If we had had three publishers at that point, Marvel might not have survived because if they missed a check from publisher B and publisher C and they were already in bankruptcy, I mean, they were bought by a toy company for Christ's sakes. That's true. You're right. You're right. So, no, and that's a good point. You're right. Like, so if, the, so if there if had been had multiple distributors, two out of those three checks, if they had missed two out of those three checks because those two distributors went folded up and went belly up, they might not have survived. Same thing with DC. DC was owned by a major corporation. There's a point at which the major corporation looks at the bottom line of the whole division and says, why the hell are we even making Superman and Batman comics and you know these, what? I'm gl- these numbers? I'm glad you said that because you're, you're right that to an extent now that these things are corporately owned, that's an issue. And Diamond's strength has always been that they, that they pay on time. That's been like the, yes. one, the one catch save of Diamond is like, listen, you never wait on a check for us. And so that always kind of balances out the, the, the weaknesses in their, in their strategy. Right. Um, Absolutely. So, so let's shift over to the idea now that our all of our childhood heroes are corporately owned. Um, was there ever a time in that 99, 2000s where you heard anything particular from Warner Brothers about like the health of DC Comics? Well, actually, yeah. I, I was in a unique position in 96, 97, and 98 because I was doing some other outside field work. Um, I was working for Marty Abrams uh, through Abrams Gentilly Toys, and I was on the pitch team for the new Micronauts. Okay. Um, so I was going to a thing called License Fair. Now, License Fair is kind of like San Diego Comic Con. But like for the industry insiders. Have... Well, I'm sorry? But for the industry insiders. But for the industry insiders. So I was going to License Fair, and Warner Brothers would be set up. Now, this is the corporate umbrella Warner Brothers. Right, not specifically DC you know, or anything. Absolutely. They, right. they pitched Hanna-Barbera five times more than they pitched Batman and Superman. <laughs> How you know, to them, I'll take it. To, to the corporate overlords, you know, and, and they pitched more that I think, I, I think it was Warner Brothers, the Lost in Space movie was coming out one year. Oh, and yeah. And it took up, I want to say, close to 25% of the entire licensing booth. And the entire DC Comics catalog was represented by three or four sheets of 8 by 10 glossy paper that said, oh, by the way, we also make some comic books if you're interested in licensing any of that. By the way. <laughs> yeah, by the way. Batman. Superman, Batman. We have Cartoon Network. We have all this stuff from Cartoon Network. We have all this. We have this exciting new movie, Lost in Space. And, oh, by the way, yeah, Superman and Batman, too. <laughs> uh, they're, they're okay. Now, let's fast forward. Uh, Joe Quesada and C.B. Seleski <laughs> were just at South by Southwest. And as they were announcing it, there was kind of a – there was sort of a, 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 a bit of an internet explosion of like kind of fake news for a second where there were certain people saying, ooh, they're going to announce that Marvel Comics is closing. Um, yeah, no, I, I'll tell you what. Right now, fake news is exactly – it's exactly that. I, I sit here, and the people I know um, – and you know, I, I, the people that I can direct message on Facebook or text message through my phone, you know, I see one of these stories on my – and they're like, Dennis, I would tell you if that was going to happen. Right. And I'm like, okay, cool. Just making sure. <laughs> just making sure it's not shutting down. Just making sure I still have a job. Um, all right. right so exactly. we, got a, we got about a minute here. What's the message you want to get out to, to the listening public here, to store owners and people who listen to things like Nerd Thug Radio who love the pop culture? Well, okay, that's where we're at right now. Where we're at, the message I want to get out is, we still have an industry. We still have the ability to capitalize on a very large segment of our industry, and we are in charge of a direct market customer base that they do not have access to. They very much want access to it, but they do not currently have access to our customers. That is where we survive. That is where we draw our line in the sand. Right, right. I don't know if you understand where I'm coming from on this. Well, no, I, I, um, what, I, what I think you're trying to say is essentially 
the way I understand it too is that the comic books have become like the test market for the concepts and properties yes. and pitches that Absolutely. eventually can and can't become movies and TV shows. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. And so with that kind of being said, uh, we're going to jump out here to a break. Dennis, thanks for coming on the radio with us here at uh, Nerd Thug Radio. What do you want to pimp? Give, give me all your social medias real quick. Oh, man, Wonder World Comics on Facebook. Uh, I'll be at Star Wars Celebration in less than two weeks. Uh, we've got, we'll be representing Marvel Comics there, so all, all deference aside, I do have a vested interest in Marvel Comics because I, I partner with them on a few things. And uh, uh, that's about it. Amazon, wonderworldcomics.com slash Amazon. We have over 70,000 items to get your geek on with. All right, that's get the geek on. Get the geek on, yeah. We're, we're the nerds. That's Dennis Bar uh, Barger. Barger. Why do I want to do that? Hold the ice. There you go, Dennis Barger of Wonder World Comics, and this is Nerd Thug Radio, and we'll be right back. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session, so let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. As the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston, with two convenient locations, there's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills, we build leaders, we leave a legacy. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Oh, yeah. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. It's me, Ned. Ooh, took you a while, but oh, it's me, Ned. He, he remembers um, who he is now. Before we get going with another exciting segment of Nerd Thug Radio, Corey DLG, why don't you talk about our friends over at The Adventure Begins? All right. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is now officially open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. This Saturday, they've got... You're the worst at this. Nothing. Yu-Gi-Oh! going on. No, they do. I've got notes here. I just couldn't read my own handwriting. <laughs> and coming up next week, they've got you all kinds of... You can't I read did. your own typing? Well, but there's dates. <laughs> just, who's doing the, who's doing <laughs> the work here? Who's not, doing the work? Not you, apparently. Uh, anyway, this week, they've got all kinds of things going on. They schedule uh, cosplay creating time. They've got, game, they've got trivia scheduled Tuesday nights. So make sure you go hang out there at The Adventure Begins and have a good time. They're building a really great community out there, and I recommend getting out there. Soon and very soon, we're going to show up and play some Hero Clicks one day. That's right, we are. Soon and very soon. Very soon. Make sure. Uh, so make sure to make this place your new store and open a pull box with The Adventure Begins. They are still offering the 10% discount, and it's only going to be for a limited time. So when it's gone, it's gone. I need to get in there this week and do that. You really should, because when it's... I need a pull box. As long as it's valid, you need to keep it valid by making at least one pull every month. But as long as it stays valid, what you get is a 10% discount that it will exist at infinitum. And as Nico has told you, that's a good deal. So what you're saying is if I have a pool box, as long as I go once a month and take one thing out? Uh, I don't believe so. I, believe I had you a pool to, box one time. You, had to you have to empty your box once a month is what I was told. What, what if you only have a couple things in there? What, I guess I'm just going to get a couple of issues. What, what Master Bill told me was that you have to... I had a pool box once and they got rid of all my stuff. Did they? Well, yeah. and that, listen, I'm not going to take sides on that because as a former comic shop owner, I can tell you when you buy products for someone and they never come back to buy it... That's a really frustrating thing. Let's discuss this, then. Do you consider yourself a former comic? Let's interview you. We just interviewed a comic book guy. Well, let me finish this adventure begins. So get out there on 1488 oh, okay. and uh, make sure you go where your adventure begins. Uh, I do consider. I mean, I had a, a seven-month run there. I mean, I had my own space. Does so. that make me a comic book shop owner? Because I was like partial owner. You received a profit. It makes you an entrepreneur. I guess an investor. An investor. Um... Yeah, seven month run. That building's not even up anymore. No, I know. Teared down. Well, they closed a month after I left. Yeah, that's not um, too bad. which kind of was a tell to like, because I was like, man, I'm getting my butt kicked at the end there, and I was like, I can't get anybody to come to this stupid place. I had it's to call. No one was there at all. Exactly. There was no foot traffic. Even when I wanted when I wanted to sell my my stuff, I had to call the guy from Baytown. God, that was. A and uh, I mean, I had to convince him to come by my. I was yeah. like. 
he was like, well, I don't know. That's pretty far out there. And I was like, look, you already made, you already that told me. That guy's not around either. Well, and he, but remember, my very first day, he walked in and tried to buy me out. Yeah, the first day. The very first day. Hey, if you ever want to sell everything, That's because that guy down the, uh, sh- the, the walkway from you um, that had the sports collectibles. Yeah. And the wheelchair. Yeah. Like, didn't sell comics at all. And then Nothing. all of a sudden, but then like the first weekend, the next weekend, he had comics in his place. Yeah. And then his buddy was trying to buy you out. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny, though, is I really like the dude. Uh, I can't think of his name now, but the little guy in the wheelchair. I, I liked him a lot. He was a nice guy, but he definitely... I was selling some signed helmets, and so, like, the very next week, and he stocked, he stocked comic yeah, books. come to find out those signed helmets weren't even legit. Uh, some of them weren't. Uh, <laughs> that was... That was a, that was a little awkward because you just buy them off eBay auctions. Yeah. You don't know, but well, like, you buy them and they have like a certificate with them. So yeah. Like, oh, okay. Cool. And you check the certificate. Like we, nothing else you could do with that. Well, point. no, we checked the legitimate yeah. uh, the company doing the certificates, and they were like, it was a legit company, so right? It was like a handwritten forfeiture. <laughs> <laughs> One of them. The, the guy in the wheelchair who was he's a long time sports dude. He was like uh, he goes. He goes, yeah, I can, I can just tell from looking that the Brett Favre one that you have is no good. It's a little mini helmet signed by Brett Favre. And I was like, oh, that, that's weird because it came with a certificate. And he goes, yeah, sometimes they will. But uh, Brett Favre has his own sticker of authenticity. It's a cheese head logo. And yours doesn't have that. And I was like, oh, well, that's good to know. So would you like to buy it? Yeah. I was like, D- do you want a certificate of authenticity with the helmet? Yeah. <laughs> Come get it, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, you're right. It was, it was always kind of a, it was a weird thing to... But yeah, they did. They closed right after I left. Good times. And let me ask you this question. What do you got? We are weeks away from two big, big pop culture events. Okay? Cinco de Mayo? No. Oh. Um, that'd be like May the 4th, not Correct. Cinco de Mayo. Um, no, Avengers Endgame? Cinco de Mayo is 5th. But May the 4th oh. is, is Star Wars Day. Okay, I see It's bigger saying. than Cinco de Mayo. Uh, I think I there's, think there's a country s- that would disagree with you. I think there's more fans of Star Wars than there is... Of in margaritas the, in the country and tacos. Um, <laughs> yeah, everybody wants to be Mexican on May fifth. That's right. Um, no, we've got uh, Avengers Endgame coming up. Uh-huh. Oh and man! And then oh, we boys. also have Game of Thrones final season coming. This is true. Which one are you more excited about? Oh, Avengers, easy. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, I'll go with you, Nico. I'm emotionally invested in who winds up on the throne, but I, I am also equally. It's a little bittersweet, but like I need to know how the Avengers story ends. Like what I need to know if no one ends up on the throne. Someone, I mean, they someone all die. They all die simultaneously. Survives. They all um, get into a big fight. They all die. Unless the White Walkers just win, that's what's going to happen. They just they just trounce. They just walk over everyone. Well, at that point, the the White Knight guy winds up on the thing. Then yeah, he wins. So he he winds up on the throne. He's the Vener, the Night the Night King, which is what they call him. He's the Vener. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, that's a tough call. That's a hard question because you're right. April 14th, season eight debuts, and I believe it's only going to be six or seven episodes. Can I, can I ask you? Can I tell you how what my thing is? What do you got? It's not a hard question. It's Avengers. It's it is a hard question. I'm not a hard question. I'm Nico, oh. what about you? Oh, it's Avengers yep, again. Not this a hard is something. It's something I didn't know I wanted when I was nine years old, <laughs> <laughs> but now at like twenty, I'm I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, right? How, how many years has it been? Ten. Tell more than that, right? Uh, a little now? bit more than that. I think twelve years now. So at twenty, when at two thousand eight, right? Is that the first one? Is that when Iron Man came out? Yeah. So I guess it's been eleven years. Eleven years. Eleven years. Oh man, I was birth of my first child in Iron Man, like all within like months of each other. It's weird how much that changed so much. It did. Marvel Comics. Listen, like think about this. If if Iron Man and Hulk had bumped, had bombed. Hulk did bump. Hulk well, didn't bomb it. It made its money back, which is all it needed to do after Iron Man exploded. All, all Hulk had to do was just Hulk not Hulk came lose first, money. though, right? Hulk came second. second. Iron Man was first. And Iron Man was first, and Iron Man did almost a billion dollars in and of itself, the first movie. Um, and so Hulk, all Hulk had to do was just not lose money. They spent a hundred, or they spent like, I think, 80 million or 100 million to make it. And as long as they stayed under that 130, 140 number, as long as they broke 130, 140, they were fine. They were fine because of how the success of Iron Man. But Marvel Comics had bet on itself, it had bet on. It had licensed about 20 characters, including all the Avengers and characters like Shang-Chi and I think Moon Knight, stuff like that. And then on top of that, if it had failed, the company that had lent them the money, the, the $150 million or $300 million, whichever it was that they lent them for the two movies, could then come in and take over basically those 20-plus properties. You're talking, about, you're talking about your Avengers. You're talking about the, the print rights and for Spider-Man. And Hulk came first. 
Hulk came first? Yeah, it came January of tw- 2008, and then in May of 2008, was Iron was Man released. Iron Man. Okay. Um, and so Hulk Hulk breaks even. Uh, I think actually Hulk does. Actually, I, th- I want to say Hulk did just as good as the Ang Lee one did, but everyone hated Ang Lee, and everyone says this one was at least better. Ed Norton. Yeah, Ed Norton was a better Hulk than... Uh, yeah, imagine that. Then they just replaced him with uh, Mark Ruffalo, because right. why not? Right. Three Hulks. Three Hulks in a span of six years? Right. Five years? It's like Batman level. <laughs> it is Batman level. Um, Who's your favorite Hulk? But then the weird... But but if those had bombed, Marvel Comics basically becomes property be of this corporation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who doesn't know, any, doesn't know anything about comics. You don't get any of these Avenger movies. Um... And then DC doesn't get competitive. The Nolan trilogy... Has DC been competitive? What I mean by that is DC wouldn't have made any of these other movies. The Nolan trilogy probably still would have happened, and maybe Man of Steel, maybe. But like you wouldn't have felt like they needed to make a Justice League movie. Probably Aquaman doesn't get made. Wonder Woman doesn't get made. Yeah, Wonder Woman's the best thing they ever did. Uh, I think Aquaman has beat it now, financially. Yeah, but I, but I, I don't think with without the success of Wonder Woman, I don't think Aquaman... Oh, there. oh, I agree. But all these needed to be successes for DC. Like yeah. DC couldn't afford if if any of these. Well, had just m- with the the unsuccessfulness that DC had had up to that point, releasing One Woman and it being so good yeah. and being such a big hit, like it kind of saved DC a little bit and it's given them some wiggle room. Yeah, because I, I don't think they even started working on Aquaman until post-Wonder Woman Well, because remember when they came out with everything, right? It was like, hey, we're doing an Aquaman movie, a Flash movie, a Wonder Woman movie. We're doing this movie. We're doing this movie. Suicide Captain Squad. Marvel, Suicide Squad. Like, right. oh, okay, cool. And then things just aren't going well. Things aren't going well. And then Wonder Woman comes out, and it's the movie we didn't know we needed and we all loved. And it was so great. And I, I remember thinking that it was kind of a mistake setting it in World War One. But it wound up being so great. But they kind of took the, uh, with one woman I, I think is awesome, is they kind of took the origin story similar to what Marvel did with Captain America. Yes, I agree. Um, instead of just placing him in a uh, today's time and running with it, they went back. And the second one's going to do the kind of the same thing. It's not going to be in modern day. They're gonna no, it's going to be in the 80s. to the 80s, which is kind of cool. Uh, and I've also read from Patty Jenkins that it's not even really necessary. They don't even think of it as a sequel. They just are kind of like... Wonder Woman went away after World War One. She Here's comes back for a little bit in the 80s. She's going to go away again. And she's back. And then she comes back in modern times. So I also read, since we were on this DC kick for the last few minutes, that uh, Ezra Miller is done playing The Flash already. So think about this. You have your five big people, right? Right. Batman, Superman, The Flash, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Two of those actors are still around. Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Yeah. <sighs> Affleck's done with Batman. Allegedly, Cavill's done with Superman. Superman. And now they're saying that they're going to do a Flash movie, apparently. But as but Ezra Miller's not going to be the Flash. Well, that's weird because it, apparently he's writing it with Grant Morrison is what came out on Twitter about a month ago. This is in the last couple of days. So he's going to write the movie now and not be. Or maybe in he's it? not even going to write it. Maybe he's out completely. I guess that is interesting, right? Um, that would be the second time this has happened in this because uh, Affleck was supposed to do. He was his supposed own, to his right. own Batman. He was supposed to write and direct his own Batman. Think about uh, Suicide Squad, right? Won an Oscar, right? I always say it, and now they. And now I liked it. Now, now they swapped out director the, and most and of the cast, the whole cast, except for like probably what Margot Robbie. Uh, and then uh, the other day I heard Captain Boomerang said he's coming back. Jai, yeah. Jai White or whatever, he Jai should. Courtney or whatever his name is. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, he's a fun guy. It is. A, it's a weird thing to think about, like these that they're just kind of rebooting everything, but then they're talking about this Joker movie is going to be a standalone. And supposedly the... Yeah, their, their universe is just an absolute shambles it right is. now. Yeah, it really is. Which so, is kind of like the DC comics. There's just sort so many of different... The streamline isn't there. There's like, so many different universes. It's hard to follow who's I mean, what. As, as we come out and get ready for this next segment, how many times have they reset the uh, DC universe in the last <sighs> six years? Uh, well, I think over the last... Probably more realistically, 10. I think it's been three times. Three times. Yeah. All right, let's jump out to a break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up this edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Don't you go anywhere. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session, so let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. As the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston, with two convenient locations, there's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. 
And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills, we build leaders, we leave a legacy. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oil wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. It's me, Ned. This is a great show so far. I think so, man. It's flowing nice. Let's uh, talk about longtime friend of the show. Oh. My buddy Rich over at RNA Sports. Tell us all about him. Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> Rich is back. Tell a friend. So go check out RNA Sports. He's got that store up there on North Fraser Street in Conroe. He sells all kinds of things, collectibles. He sells autographed anything possible. Also brings in tons of um, what you would call them, like sports uh, celebrities, sports celebrities yeah. and a little bit of pop culture celebrities into his store. He has now ventured into sports equipment. So he's got softball bats and like gloves and helmets, all that kinds of stuff. Ooh. Tons of stuff to go see my buddy Rich. Look up RNA Sports um, on the Facebook page. He does like these auctions and like giveaways. Constantly, he's going live, doing a bunch of fun stuff, getting everybody. Uh, he really crushes the social media game. He, yeah, he does crush the social media game. Um, also, I believe he's going to get another round of those uh, Kate Upton sweaters coming in soon. So, Uh-oh. if you need those ladies or gents, uh, go see my buddy Rich over at RNA Sports. Woo! So uh, you said something to me uh, that was very interesting in the uh, in the uh, conversations that we have to discuss what to talk about. You told me I'm never interesting. You really you aren't though, but this was interesting. Oh, okay. What you had to say was you know what you had to say. Yes, I thought you loved um, me on the weekends. <laughs> I um, thought all we had was special. So I, you know, I I always said the DC streaming service wasn't a bad idea, um, and we've kind of gone back and forth about yeah, this a little bit. Yeah, the pricing I was never happy with. Right, and yet yeah. you're a subscriber. I am. Um, I am. I want to know about it. He I'm doesn't share his stuff with me. It's okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, the Doom Patrol show. Is getting rave reviews. Man, I've been saying I want to watch the show, and I don't because someone won't give me their login information. Mm. But I've heard from multiple I'm sources a it might be front the coming. best show on television. Uh, but you just said that they were about to do something very interesting. Yes. With their online catalog I think this, this warrants the conversation of does it change the value of the product. Uh, Doom Patrol, you're right, is getting rave reviews. I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it yet, but everyone is all of a sudden saying... Uh, Friend of the show, uh, Austin, actually said that this is the best show on, and he used air quotes, television. Um, I mean, people. People are saying that this thing is good, which is a surprise. People. Um, and so I, I need to go see it. But, like, I saw the first episode of Titans, wasn't impressed. The first half of Young Justice came out, was good, though. And that was really the first time that I thought you were getting a value out of this. DC Comics has now announced that they are moving their entire publishing history over to the DC streaming service. Um, That's a big deal. That is a big deal. You're talking about 200,000-plus books in the entire history of DC Comics that they're going to be moving over. Uh, I'm not sure what the timeline was. They didn't announce that. I don't know if they're doing it in phases or just just doing a dump. I can go read any issue Grifter's ever been in. Ever. Um, Yes, you can. Ever. Uh, All, I think, 50 of them. I'm in. Sounds good to me. uh, It's a really interesting thing because what they were doing before was selectively releasing stuff onto the service, like new books, and then also books featuring the characters that they were featuring on their television and their movies and stuff. Television. Also, they have another animated movie, Justice League versus the Fatal Five. That's going to be coming out this month, April 16th, to the streaming service. uh, Who is the Fatal Five? The Fatal Five is from the future. They regularly fight the Legion of Superheroes. So a couple of the Legion of Superheroes are going to be featured in it. Also, it's the debut of the chick Green Lantern, Jessica Cruz. Can you uh, name the Fatal Five? Uh, I don't think I can, actually. Um... I stumped him, Nico. You got him. I got him. Uh, Mark it down. Episode 208. I stumped Corey DLG. Three years in. Uh, Got him. Could you imagine that? Three years we've been doing this. This is ridiculous. Uh, Um, Fatal 8. Okay. Fatal 5. Fatal 5. Fatal 5. Wait, isn't that like, isn't it like Jinx, uh, Mammoth? I don't think Gizmo. so. Is it, I thought those were the Fatal Five. Or those no, are those are like the, those are the Titans. Fatal villain. Titles. Yeah, whatever. They, they also are. have the same names. They probably do have the same like team. moniker. Yeah, they're, they're both are also the Fatal Five. Yeah, probably the Legion Superhero Fatal Five. One of them has an axe. The Persuader has an axe that can cut through 
universes. Like, he travels through dimensions with his axe. Okay, that's not any sort of ridiculous. What the heck? Yeah, so watch out for that. Uh, one guy is, like, part robot, part man. That's real intimidating. Uh, one, the lady has, like, a, a green orb eye that has, like, all of her powers, and she just is the master of it. Was the Empress? I think so. I think she was a she was one of the hero clicks one year, and everyone the was Empress. like, Empress, Emerald Empress, yeah, the Emerald Empress, and everyone was like, oh, the eye, blah blah blah. They would pop the eye off and do stuff. Um, I'll pop your eye off, please. Don't. <laughs> anyway, I don't even know who yeah. the other two members of the it's, Fiddle Five uh, are. Tharok? Does that sound right? Yeah, th- mm-hmm. uh, he's either the monster or the cyborg. Bloodsport. Bloodsport. The Persuader. The Persuader's the guy with the axe. Emerald Empress, and Mono. Mono is the. He's a big, scary monster that they like. They just yell at him. They're like, "Mono smash!" And then he he does. He does. He's essentially nice. Hulk in the future. Future um, Hulk. Future Hulk. But yeah, so that will be debuting this month also. So I think DC has really stepped their game up. Also, they previewed Star Girl, which is going to debut in twenty twenty. She looks good. She does look good. It looks exactly like Star Girl. Plus, it has the rod, and I love. I like. I'm a. <laughs> the rod the has rod. such implications. Like, are they going to do Starman? I know. Are they going to? Is Starman no. going to be in it? Like, I'm so pumped. You should ask your buddy who blew us off. I'll, I'll have to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna track down James Robinson and yell at him. Um. And then the uh, Swamp Thing's coming out. Swamp Thing is announced um, for Harley Quinn. May. Harley Quinn is late 2019. October, I believe. Uh, Young Justice second half of the season comes back in July. Second half, baby. So I think what that means is Doom Patrol runs through May. May middle May, Doom Patrol ends the next Friday. I'm Swamp Thing start watching starts. Doom Patrol. The only thing, <sighs> I'm, I think I'm just gonna go ahead and buy one of those TVs that has like the apps built into the it. smart TVs, like Roku and stuff. Yeah, that's the only way to do it. Honestly, I mean, I think I'm gonna have to do that. So my mom, who's not technology savvy at all, can't do anything. When she got her when her last TV, she basically had me come in one day and just set up all the logins. And so now they just push the buttons on the remote and it jumps to the different things. And that's that's it. Like that's just how they do it. There's just so many different like uh, apps you can get, which was great about you know PlayStation Four, but. You're limited on what apps you can put on there. Right. The PlayStation 4 doesn't play well with everybody. And so I really like... Uh, Specifically the DC streaming service. Well, yeah. I mean, no, that, yeah. but like... So for, I mean, I talked about this about a month and a half ago. I was going to go Hulu Live TV, but it's not compatible with PlayStation 4. So Right, because PlayStation has, has its own, own live TV. network. Right. Um, but what I was, what I was kind of getting at is I'm really interested in the DC streaming service, but like at the moment I can only watch it on an iPad. And yeah. I like big screens. No, I, mean, I, I guess I, I could connect my iPad to my TV that through I have Apple now. TV. I mean, I don't have. Yeah, I mean, use there's like a little uh, converter you can get. You can plug your iPad or your iPhone into the TV, and then it'll. Oh well, there you go. go well, Apple city. TV, you can always do the mirroring thing. So maybe I could do that. Yeah, I don't know. that's one possibility. And, and I, you know, we talked about this before, and I've talked about this a million times. We are in a streaming war right now. So you're a cord cutter. You don't have cable. I don't. Um, so but I'm really starting to regret now that baseball season's come up because I don't. You don't want to buy. The I gotta figure out how to watch it. You can't get like a internet major league baseball. Package. So you so MLB has MLB TV. Uh, however, um, you are blocked out of watching uh, the games in your area, so like the Astros. <laughs> that is so. So shady. I can't watch the Astros because the Astros are on the local provider. So MLB TV locks it out. So the the go around is to install a you know a VPN on my Wi-Fi router that right. makes me look like I'm in Canada, but like. <laughs> You know, it's not the easiest thing to do. And right, I, and plus and it's not 100% foolproof, so it's like, okay, do I install this VPN and hopefully when I spend $189 on MLB TV, I can still watch the Strohs? All season? Right. Yeah, <laughs> like it's so full. Like you got to you gotta shade the Major League Baseball Network yeah. to even, like, that's so dumb. I think, they all, I think all the sports networks, actually, you know what, NFL didn't. The NFL Sunday ticket, you could watch the Texans games. Right, I feel like on you're the, the MLB. Like, who okay, like... If I pay for your streaming service, I can wa- I should be able to watch any game. I don't care if right. it's blacked out, in market. Any, like I'm paying your service. Sunday ticket, I'm 99% sure I could watch the Texans on if I wanted to. But Just like, give it to me. Right. Um, but I know on the NBA, they do black out local games. I, I think that's dumb. It's dumb. Like I don't understand the point of that. Because, for instance, okay, let's say you live in San Antonio, right? You're in San Antonio, but you're an Astros fan. Um, you can't watch... The Astros on the MLB team network. You can't watch them from San Antonio? No, because it's still like in the, what you call it? In the, the region? Little, the little region. That is dumb. And so I'm sure the market, I mean, I'm not from San Antonio, but I imagine the San Antonio cable companies that carry ATT Sportsnet is uh, very low. 
So I mean, it's so I guess you have to sign up for AT and T Mobile. They have they do have an AT and T. So I do have a workaround. So AT and T does have an app, right? And so like my grandma has a cable, and they're always home. They don't go anywhere, so they watch the games. So I have their app on my phone with their login, so I can technically watch the game on my phone whenever I wanted to, but I want to watch it on a TV. Again, back to the why have a TV? So I do think that like the streaming wars is is hurting that part of the process like it's great and it's not right like, right it's a great thing okay mlb tv got a great thing i can watch all these games but hey i want to be able to watch every game exactly. i don't want to get blacked out at all well and it's like you, you, with all these networks and things you get cool shows like one show i discovered that i really like is Harmon quest it's dan Harmon, creator of rick and morty and many yeah. other things it's him playing a ripoff of D D with with some buddies and they do a whole story that's part animated part yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's really it's it's funny and it's thirty minutes and it's a really it's a good little it's worth it. It's like seven or eight episodes. But the second season is on like Crackle or something. I have Crackle. I I have so, to Sony Crackle. You have it on your PlayStation. It's free. Oh, oh, is it? Okay, it's free. Sony bought Crackle. That's good to know. Yeah, Sony because at one Crackle. point, because at one point they didn't, and I was like, how am I ever gonna like? Yeah, it's it's on your PlayStation. And it's free to watch. All right, that's it. Just has ads. Oh well, that's not important. But like, I just don't understand. Like, it's hard. It's good and it's bad. Like, you get to make shows like Harmon Quest because oh, I need content and I'm crackle and I'm low key. Right, right. But then it's like, how many people realistically does this go in front of? Right. And we go back to the Star Trek we talked about earlier. It's on CBS All Access, which is great. But then you've got to pay for CBS All Access. Right. So it's like, I mean, now like you said. I'm not, yeah, I've cut the cord. But to get everything I want through the streaming services, I'm going to spend the same amount of money. That I would on cable, but now it's not on cable. Right, and that's what I talk about on my article on Sports Map is that cable cutters are basically only saving about maybe half the money they should be because they got to get all these different uh, streaming. Like, yeah, things. and PlayStation has its own net TV network, which is great, but it doesn't carry anything but the common sports channels. Right, so none of the local stuff. Well, that's gonna wrap up this edition of Nerd Thug Radio on a high note. Yeah, uh, I hope you uh, enjoyed this episode and uh, enjoyed our special guest. He uh, he was a quite a personality. We hope to have him back on here shortly to talk some more stuff. Uh, but as always, the podcast will drop at 6.01 p.m. today, hopefully. Yep. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. And Ned. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>